Welcome to the Quack Hole Podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the web photosphere. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Quack Hole Podcast or visit our website, quackholepodcast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us five stars on your listening device. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit the Quack 12 Patreon page, where for a measly $5 a month, you can become an official Quack and unlock hundreds of hours of Oregon Duck content. On to the show. Quack. 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 I am your host. Adam Chamel. And I am your co-host with the mostos, Brazos. Aaron Schroeder. That is right. And this is the Quack 12 Podcast, the most official, unofficial Oregon Ducks podcast on the web. Photosphere. In Aaron, we have our living, <laughs> breathing mascot, TD the Duck, in studio. If, mm-hmm. if viewers want to see it. Well, if their viewers are already seeing it, but if listeners yeah. want to view it, then go over to the Quack 12 Podcast YouTube or the Quack 12 Podcast Twitter, and, Adam, and you will see our beautiful living duck. What's that? <coughs> you got to see it to believe it, baby. You really do. It's pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know? Well, first of all, did you know I went to the game thanks to two wonderful, wonderful listeners. There we go. They gave Shout me- out. And a friend who had never been to Austin. You've tickets. never been to Austin either. No, no. Me and a friend who had never mm-hmm. been to Austin. I've been to Austin. What? I'm not insane <laughs> and ha- and host a duck podcast and yet have never been to Austin. Like and here Austin, I am. Like some other people. <laughs> yeah, I um, think yeah. you are be- you being there mm-hmm. uh, is what probably won the game. Wow. Let's be real. Say? This was all you're doing. And it wasn't just a win. It was a freaking beatdown. I don't know if you noticed okay. that. If we're ready to get into it. Uh, but into first, it. before we jump into it, everybody, as mm-hmm. Adam mentioned, we have video. We also have a Patreon that you can go and support us by giving us $5 a month. That would be so awesome of you because that's literally the only thing we're trying to make happen. Monetization, baby. Uh... Also, if you can't afford five bucks, we totally get that because, you know what? Shrinkflation is upon us, and we've all got to watch the wallet. So if you could just head over to iTunes, give us five stars, rate, review us, tell us you love us, tell us you hate us. I don't give a shit, really. Just say something so it puts us at the top of the food chain. Quack, quack, Adam, back to you. All right, wow. That was the most professional I've ever ever seen you. I stumble over my words. Meanwhile, you're leaning well, back, smoking. To break the, you know, to break the fourth wall, as they say, I'm smoking on a fine sativa today, sir. So it's feeling oh, really great. Good. Not a sponsor, sativa. Not a sponsor could be. Um, Aaron, the game was wonderful. The atmosphere was fantastic. Was as ferocious as you'd want it to be. <laughs> I was next to some college age fine young boys. Youths. One of them was kind of a drunk asshole, but he did That'll not happen. make it long into the game. He <laughs> so didn't make it right. long? <laughs> not really. There was a situation where it was like we got there and he's like and um like he was already wasted from the get go. Like kind of yeah. doing things where he was combining like duck that, like you know, you usually want to boo the other team. Uh he kind of combined that with an uh, with the O. Like he was going 
Bo. I don't wow. think he was chanting for Bo. I think he was just drunk enough to combine those two things. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. And and then he took a huge swig of smuggled in uh, Buffalo Trace. And yeah. it was about like halfway through the second quarter. And then he was like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. And we never saw him again. Do you I knew think... he would never find the seats once he got, <laughs> once he took the swig. Uh, it was a fantastic time. Do you think he brought the Buffalo Trace as like a I'm gonna I'm gonna drink down this Buffalo Trace like we're gonna stomp down on these Colorado Buff men? Very much so. Very much so. Okay, I, you I, think he themed I like the theming. Yeah, because I you know did... sometimes theming can go wrong. Like when you're in Oregon Duck mascot and you dress up as Deion Sanders. And you go out to beat a giant <laughs> clock, but then your head falls off uh-huh. and you have to run. Hey! <laughs> flee in shame. <laughs> it answers the question everybody was curious. Who's under the suit? And now we know. Wow. In that game, it Some was a guy. dude. In that day, in on that day, it was a dude. That is right. Well, who is the dude? Was it me? I'll never tell. Uh, Aaron, I mean, you game, were there, so you're not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> other side of the field, though. Other side of the field. Um, oh yeah, I saw you was... on TV. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. Because they had to drag me out. I was stinking. Yeah, you were fan number seven hundred two, three nine six four eight twelve. Seven hundred two nine. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it works. There's dashes. You know, there wasn't much drama on the field because it was an absolute butt kicking, except for my favorite play by far was the fake punt in which Casey Rogers, the D-lineman, shows his moves, and and our punter selling that that bad snap was amazing, too. Yeah. (laughs) Deserves an Oscar. There's no way to repeat that play. We can't do that play again this season. We used it. Unless used we did a fake, fake punt. That'd be good. Well, it'd be great <laughs> if... Uh, I guess, actually, we can still use it because you're right. It was the selling of the bad snap that made it just be like, I was lost. Oh, yeah. It took me two replays to see it. I was like, this is amazing. I, I definitely... Well, and it was on our own 17-yard line. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to call Chip Kelly Big Boss Chip, but... Dan Lanning's got a pair on him, too. Dude, Dan Lanning is out there getting wild, okay? Yeah. These are facts. I will say, overall, Mm -hmm. this game ended up looking a lot like last week's game, or the game prior against who I can't even remember. Hawaii. That's right. Uh, But way more exciting, way more fun. It was a more fun beatdown to experience and i do wish it would have stayed 42-0 for the whole game oh oh that was really fun because it actually you know it was a beat down like you said yeah but there was that little bit of intrigue probably the most interesting two things i would say mm. is seeing if colorado finished with more penalty yards than offensive yards uh-huh i didn't even and know that also, was a race Oh yeah, tragic. Well, because especially with the sacks, they were like in negative rushing yards for like Ooh. a good chunk. Of, they were like negative thirty three rushing rushing yards for quite a bit, Dang. or one rushing yard for like the first ha. half, just about. Wow. Um, but the other thing that was interesting was seeing if we were gonna 
preserve that goose egg, that duck egg. Yeah. You know? And we put in our a lot of our backup, like, secondary and such. Right. On that final drive, and they were able to score. But it was still good where it was, like, I'm glad Dan Landing did that, not just to preserve health for starters. Oh, but yeah. Also, like, something to root for. Yeah, like, hey, guys, preserve the lead. Go out there. See if you can stop them. This is still the number one Colorado offense, you know, yeah. out there. So I'm glad he did it. Uh, I wish he would have stopped him though, because that the zero really does mean a whole like that's a beatdown. You yeah. know what I mean? There's <laughs> always a time in Rocket League whenever I'm up like three zero or whatever, and there's still like a minute and a half left in the game that I'm like, "Fuck, I have to hold on to this." But then as soon as you start thinking about it, that's when you lose it. Yeah. So I think collectively, everyone. Everyone watching the game was like, are we going to get to keep that fucking egg? Oh, And yeah. will oh, it yeah. be the egg that births our new RoboDuck mascot coming 2026? <laughs> That's why we let him score. We didn't want another egg. Yeah, we didn't, we, another, we didn't need another one of birth. those. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was a pinstripe game, meaning, you know, green, yellow, green in the stands. Overall, uh, I think it worked there was definitely sections where it's like look at that whole family didn't get the fucking memo look at all those greens and the yellow which is pretty easy it was like if you're an even section wear green i think it was if you're an odd wear yellow but too complicated they tell you what to do as a fan to go into the stadium not often usually we're just like wear wear green or yellow we're, you know, we're a duck thing. It's fine. But we were trying. So many of those other colleges have that. We were trying it. It did, it went pretty well for Autzen. But um, I don't like we, it. We could do better. We could do better. No, we need to not do it. Adam, what you're describing is what I Fascism, like to call. No. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Fashionism. Yes. Fashionism. Because as soon as you can get. 70,000 people to all do the exact same thing for a football game, then they're just, you know, then you got them on lock. You got their brains, and we don't need that. Everybody, (laughs) if you're going to the next game, go naked. Don't wear anything. Protest. Unionize. it's Stanford. You're going to Bay Area, so you can probably be naked, and it'll probably be fine. There's not going to be anyone in, like, any Stanford fans. Though, Yo, so. this is it. If we're going to Stanford next, dress up like a lumberjack, get in there, have yourself a great time. Don't worry about green and yellow. Just go traditional Paul Bunyan. I think that would nice. be better. Maybe paint your babe blue. Well, if I'm going naked, then um, there's going to be, it's going to be shades of pink, brown, dark brown, and light brown. What's Those the pink part? Be- uh, let's not get into that. <laughs> anyway, um, you got news. Let's talk about it. Let's well, get into okay. it. First of all, I wanted to say, so the game, not a whole lot of drama on the field. So much drama off the field, which you got to give credit to Deion Sanders. Actually, a lot of what he was saying, you know, he was being like, yeah, we got our butts kicked, handed mm-hmm. to him. Ducks are a good team. Like he was saying every normal thing you'd want to say, kind of like ducks are a good team. Everything you We're should not say. Gonna yeah, we're not going to be pushovers in the future. We're going to get some more linemen. We're going to be better. But power to Dan Lanning and the dog. Like, the, paraphrasing, but that was basically it. But um, so much coverage of this game. It was still all about Colorado, which just goes to show you the power of a cult of personality. 
uh, like kind of like oh, yeah. you're saying. Yeah, I mean, if there's like, one the narrative thing... is on Colorado's side, even when we kick their butts. Yeah, if there's one thing we did, it was we slapped Deion Sanders so hard we knocked the lettering Coach Prime off his jacket. Like you can't call him that anymore. Not Prime, dude is no, well done. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like it. I like. Hopefully they'll use that little clip of you for fuel in their next game. Uh, but like, uh, yeah, yeah. you had people like on ESPN, like uh, Keyshawn Johnson, famous USC Trojan, you know, wide mm-hmm. receiver for Panthers stuff. He was he was just like as if his conspiracy theory being like, yeah, other coaches called Dan Lanning. And told him what to do against Colorado, what? which is ridiculous. What did he say like, this on? What AM radio station? No, it was like on goddamn. I think it was like Skip Bayless or something. I fucking hate these kind of shows. But, yeah, um, it was truly like what? What information would they have told us? Like we kicked their ass just playing football. Like there was right. no secret things going on. There's the one. It was truly, we were a better team. Like I don't get it. Yeah, the one that I heard, mm-hmm. which I think is actually more apropos, is that, um, <clears throat> you know, Deion Sanders is still doing a good job working with what he's got, putting it, you know, he is putting fuel to the fire. Probably true. It's his first, you know, it was a lot of first season, blah, 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 getting to learn the program, blah, 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 new role, blah, blah, blah. It was a lot of that stuff. It was a mm-hmm. wave it off. But this was such a beatdown. Yeah. This was such, like, you should have gotten 14 points maybe. Maybe 17 points would have made Ooh. more sense to me. I'll tell you there, they man. They didn't do One good. Thing. No, they did not. One thing, And their line hasn't been good all day year even right. in their wins so the, like there was nothing new and like still power to colorado there i'm rooting for them when they play usc like, yeah it'll, it's gonna be this great. is but yeah um I'll, I'll tell you when you're there when you can really see the secondary in action you know because the camera cuts that sure. off usually yeah 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 like he had no one to throw to everyone was covered they were you. We should have been at the Waffle House, man, because they were smothered and covered. All right, that's amazing. Uh, I'm I'm trying to be Texan and give you like a an analogy here. You sure, know. something something you know. You uh, uh, skip it. Oh, but so that was why <laughs> the pressure was really getting to him too, because like he had no one to throw to. Yeah, Shadur Sanders. He throws. He holds on to the ball too long. And so they were getting to him. There was no one open, even if they, if, if, you know, like, even if he did have the time. And not only that, but it's funny how much the narrative was like, oh, Oregon, they're being really classic. Like Dan Lanning before the, his pregame speech. Oh, yeah. Started on ESPN. Yeah. Oh, where yeah. He was just like, they're doing it for clicks. You know, this, like, go back to Hollywood. Even we're doing it. Boulder, yeah. Colorado. They're doing it for clicks. <laughs> we're doing it for wins. Yeah. My only argument to that. Yeah. Dan Lanning. Of course they're doing it for clicks. They yeah. need to be doing it for clicks because exactly. they're trying to raise money. Yeah. We're, we, again, we're the bad guys. This is oh, my yeah. only issue. It's like, dude, <laughs> don't, don't go there. We have the most money. It's disgusting how much we get to play with. Like, <laughs> back off. I get you're hyping up your team. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Don't. 
make them the bad guys. Let them no, but learn keep, to hate. Keep this in mind. There's a really well edited video. Okay. All right. Of the other Sanders and stuff like that, and just Colorado's strength and conditioning coach and stuff, just like clearly doing stuff that if or if there was footage of Oregon doing this shit, people would be mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, there's Oregon, classic bad guys." Like them stomping on the O midfield. Um, what Sanders? Yeah. Oh yeah. Before they came, stomping on the O midfield. Did you see this in them- person? This no, is before the gates there's opened. Goddamn, this is the day before or something like that. Mm. Um, coming over to the... Do- I mean, this could just be clever editing, but pretty sure the other Sanders coming over to... Um, are you saying the other Sanders or are you saying I Dion? forget his... I am saying the other Sanders because there's his two... Junior. I, there's Shiloh Sanders, I'm pretty sure. Okay. There's Shiloh Sanders on the defense and there's Shadur Sanders as the QB. Oh, so Shiloh Sanders literally coming over and being like, like while we're stretching and stuff, being like, y'all are small. I'm going to run through your ass. And like the strength co- strength conditioning coach being like, oh, call. It's all corny shit, but like call an ambulance because the ducks are about to be murdered. And uh-huh, shit. Like, uh-huh. I mean, it's like. It's you know, not just no, you Oregon don't saying this poster shit. Like, what I'm are we also sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, the last thing you need to do when someone's been murdered is call an ambulance. Obviously, yeah, the first thing you want to do is call Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, absolutely. Come on, get it. There. God damn it! Call you don't need Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes because there's about murder. to be a murder. This this murder was. We figured out who did it. It was the Oregon Ducks. It was a very clear yeah, murder. Look, and they all admit of their, it. Yeah. He admitted it. Look, all of their things, I kind of take it back now because maybe now Dan Lanning is, I mean, if they're doing that kind of bullshit, then maybe oh, yeah. what Dan Lanning is saying is like, right, they are, they're saying all this loud mouth, loud mouth hoorah shit for yeah. the clicks. So fuck that. That's exactly it. I get it. Okay, now I get it. I thought he was just. I thought he himself. I'm. I no, always ESPN to... really, really has been riding Colorado, like uh, to the point where even right now the narrative is still about Colorado, even after Oregon. Well, Houston, wasn't Deion Sanders a like talking head for ESPN? Oh yeah. Well, he's a so he's, he's a on giant... the payroll. It all makes sense. Well, yeah, and Colorado's going to Big Twelve. Like they'd rather talk about Colorado. Than you know what will soon be a Fox Big Ten product. So, um, yeah, Fox is the worst but, because you can't stream it live outside of your Wi-Fi stations. Anyway, I yeah. guess. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We kicked their ass. I mean, there's really not that much exciting stuff to talk about. That I'll tell you this: Sabrina Ionescu. Oh, okay. Playoffs, baby. Yeah. As is Satu Sabli. I mean, yeah, th- those are the two, you know, WNBA players we're really talking about here. Yeah. Sabrina Ionescu, uh, she's been having some good games. They they won the first series. They're in their second series, which is a best of five, which is good because they lost the first game. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. We really want – I mean, this is the semifinals. They're going against Connecticut – the Connecticut Suns, who have been to like the last five semifinals and and very regularly in the finals, so they're a very good team. They beat us seventy eight to sixty three, even though we've been getting the better of them. I say we, we are New York Liberty fans. <laughs> uh, we've been getting the better of them all season long, but they mm-hmm. beat us this game today. As of the recording today, Tuesday, five p.m. I believe on ESPN. We're all going to watch it. We want the numbers to be huge. Got to support the dream team. Um, 
And then actually 7 p.m. Satu Sabli plays. They also lost their first game. Hmm. I believe that's also going to be on ESPN or something like that. One of them. So keep your eye on that. Uh, I would prefer for ratings-wise the yeah. Aces versus Liberty. Those are the two best teams that everyone's been really like, you know. What you doing there, guy? My camera. I hate my camera. Listeners, don't get a camera with an autofocus or at least a cheap one because I have been fucking around with this thing for so long, and now I'm just going to have to get one without an autofocus feature. I mean, yeah, it, it and drives this me is crazy. the other thing. I'm, there's got to be some kind of software that you can download for it where you can there turn it off, is, right? and I did, and I followed the things, and then I turned it off, and it still fucking doesn't do it. So don't Amazing. buy Nexigo. Guess what, Nexigo company? Oh, wow. This is an anti-ad oh my that God. you bought okay, by Adam, having a shitty product, okay? Yeah, no, well, Adam, You bought this ad from us let's by having about- shit. That you that you sold to me. I do. I think we need to quickly just preface that energy with the I'm fact pissed. that you notoriously refuse to buy quality electronics because, in your that own words, in your own yes. words, they're just going to break anyway. <laughs> it's true. I'm surrounded by some of the most expensive electronic equipment you can get. It will never break ever. That's why it God costs damn. more money. I wish you did. <laughs> I wish your equipment was a sponsor because right now would be the Bro. perfect time to cut to a sponsor. Yeah, sorry. Anyway, uh, women's NBA needs more money. I'm glad Sabrina Ionescu is uh, trying to pull in some bucks and some ad dollars Fuck to yeah. show that. Hey, let me tell you this. Yo. Um, I'm I don't have anything to say besides I'm trying to pay attention to more volleyball. Okay, because oh, specifically Oregon women's volleyball which is our only volleyball team, fucking rules, man. They're they're a top 10 team right now. Um, they're very fun to watch. Carson Bacon was just named Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Week. Whoa. Uh, by the way, Jackson Powers Johnson, I, be, I believe, got a award like that too. But women's volleyball is absolutely killing it. They've only lost one game, and that was to a highly ranked team. They're 12-1. and one. Um, They're actually getting record sales for their games. And season tickets are still cheap as hell. So I'm just encouraging everyone, mm-hmm. join me on the Oregon volleyball bandwagon, too. I'm going to try to watch more, try to go to more games. They're just fun. They're a fun team. And I wanted to shout them out before I, uh, I completely I bet, forgot about them. Oh, man. I bet the tickets are really well-priced. Very reasonable. Yeah. Absolutely. They're absolutely reasonable, especially for, you know, a nationally relevant team. Also, it's about to get nasty outside, so get inside a stadium. But Mm-hmm. But be safe. Be safe. Use face be safe condos. out there. By the way, a few more, um, few more little things of news here. We got a five-star defensive lineman, a, a class of twenty twenty-six. So usually I don't even pay attention once yeah. it's fucking twenty twenty-six. That's so far away. Yeah, it's ridiculous. There's um, too many things but, that can happen between. Yeah. Tony Cumberland, get this. Okay. Was this about your measurements um, back in the day? So he is a, what is he, a goddamn, like, 15-year-old? He's the class of 2026. Okay. We're 2023 right now. Yeah. I think he's something like that. Better than the doubt, you could say he's 16. Yeah. Imagine these measurements. Six foot four, 250 pounds. Good God. Yeah. That's a kid who's been held back about four times. That's a kid uh, I wouldn't ID at a bar. 
So, <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah, no, I, uh, up until, for real, through, through senior year of high school, I was a solid 6'2", 185. I was a Ooh, string, string bean. Yeah. Yeah, I was a kid. I was, yeah. You were skinnier than a, a, a line of coke at a bad dealer's house. Yeah. I'm trying to there make was, you feel all Texan with the. There was, uh, there's just no way I could put on. There's just no way I could put on meet my uh, hyperactivity plus a mm. really well-tuned metabolism just mm. made it impossible. And I'd eat the living sh- I would eat so much. I could drink you an would entire- You eat living shit? Yeah. I would drink an entire gallon of milk a day. It pissed my mom Ew. off. She ended up stop. She would stop buying milk or like, you know, it's disgusting. Fair enough. That is yeah. too much milk. It's too much milk. It's disgusting. I don't even drink milk now. It's probably because of that. No joke. All and right. I, I well, want to say six, this little five ba- two fifty. <laughs> I got a little bit of bad news before we go into a commercial break, and then we get into really good news, which is we're bringing Hitler Day on the show. Um, Noah Whittington. We don't know how long he's out. Oh he God, took a, a bad tackle. Yeah, but and I'll tell you this. Dan Lanning doesn't like to talk about injuries. He even likes to talk about how he doesn't like to talk about injuries. Great. But even he said, like, yeah, he's going to be out for, like, a couple weeks. So that means it could be more than a couple weeks. It's all speculation, but it is it is bad. Maybe not season. You know, really, fingers crossed, not season. But we can expect more snaps from, like, Jordan James and Dowdell and all of them. Yeah. But uh, certainly Bucky, probably going to take a bigger share than he has. But power to s- you, Whittington. Yeah. You. <clears throat> yeah. I love Jordan James. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it out loud, and I want to see the ball in his good, hands more. It's amazing. Yeah. That kid. Woo! Yeah. I so, agree, dude. You know what? The other thing, too, is maybe you don't want to talk about uh, the injury stuff because the science of football, it's got ACLs healing in two days. So whatever kind of Nazi science is going on, (laughs) all right. We don't need to talk about it. Once we hit Nazi science, I think it's time to go to commercial. We got to get out of here, bro. I need to. We got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. All right, we'll be right back with Hitler Day and more Quack Twelve podcast after this break. Well, Aaron, hate to say it, but the time machine is broken. I mean, this whole thing was running off the power of your cell phone. And obviously, when we hit 1894, there's no longer cell service or Wi-Fi connection, so... Not gonna lie, I did not think this through. God almighty, Adam, what are we supposed to do now? I mean, we're in Eugene, Oregon in 1894. We could check out the very first duck game. Maybe it's a good thing. No, it's not good. Look, we've already been here for about five days, and the very first thing I learned living in Eugene, Oregon, is that shows have been banned that are quote-unquote unchaste and demoralizing. And that's kind of the only kind of content we know how to make, dude. We can review every duck season as it happens. Even the children here are freaky. Then post it on the Quack 12 Patreon in the future. I mean, it's just really hard to not spoil, you know, tragic 
national events. Imagine it, a weekly show dedicated to Oregon football history with two charismatic time-traveling stoner hosts. We live in the most expensive house in Eugene, and it's a fucking shack. And the most beautiful thing about it? We can charge them a measly five bucks in the future, and when we get it in the past, we'll be freaking millionaires comparatively. And I'm talking robber baron status, baby. Adam, I make bugs fight in a shoebox just to simulate television. All listeners would have to do is go to patreon.com slash quack12 and sign up for hundreds of hours of duck entertainment. But the hooch is good. In fact, it's kind of got me wanting to try my my own hand at it. That's right. For a measly $5 a month, that's patreon.com slash quack12. Now let's go watch them lemon yellows give those hay seeds what for. And keep your eye out for Dr. Schroeder's blueberry wine. And we are back on quack. Adam, every time I hear that commercial, the more I'm just amazed at a my acting abilities and b your directorialship absolutely stunning what can i say you should make i listen to it Mm? yeah you need to make a movie in like a 48 or 72 (laughs) hour film competition i bet you'd do really good at like producing it oh my goodness well listeners keep your ears open for more of that later but every time i hear that commercial I want to give $5 to the Quack 12 Patreon. But that and I hope that everybody else does as well. Well, friends, it's that time of the show where we yep. bring uh, a close friend, the number one guest, basically You could say the, the show's co-host. best friend. Best friend, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, addicted yep, to Quack's managing editor, the official film reviewer of, well... Of addicted to crack, I guess you say. I, I wanted to say the Oregon Ducks, but he's not official. <laughs> he basically is, though. He should be. Um, I mean, they should hire him. They should hire. He the maybe and is, he'll... and we don't know. He's never told us. That's not true. That's they, true. They have That's far true. more anyway. professional and <laughs> capable people on staff. Hithla Day of Addicted to Quack. How's AKA it going? AKA Dan Lanning. Hello, Dan Lanning. How you yeah. doing today? I'm not Dan Lanning. Uh, I'm. <laughs> I'm well. How are you? Doing good. I understand. That you had just about the worst thing that could ever happen to a college football fan. You had a Saturday fall wedding, and I, I'm so sorry for you, Hithel Day. Uh, it was a lovely ceremony. I, uh... you don't have to lie. It's all right. It's it happened on a Saturday during a duck game. It's it's terrible. I mean, weddings are the disgusting. They're almost worse than having like a newborn baby. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, these are things we hate. <laughs> I, I, no, nah, not at all. I, I, like, uh, you know, I, I did the film study on this game. I, I knew it was going to happen. I, I was probably only going to watch it with half an eye anyway. I, I, ooh, I, I, I mean, yeah, no, I, I went to my cousin's wedding or, or second cousin anyway. I, I did a little drinking. I did a lot of dancing. I, hell yeah, bro. Uh, nice. I hooked up with one of the members of the wedding party, uh, as one oh, does. Oh my. Uh, yeah, no. Talk about place. newborn babies. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> I mean, I actually, I hope we're not related. I don't. I was just oh, about yeah. to say, we find out it's actually his wife, and we're like, wait a second. If that was in the. 
I mean, well, I I'll transition. I don't know their this. fighty score. Like, I know I have to, I have to know like the chess scores of everybody in my family because like I was I, like my entire family is like a bunch of like diplomats and scholars and like not sports fans. Is how a fall mm. wedding happened in my family. Like, uh-huh. uh, like they're all but they're all like definitely like players of games. You know, to, uh, like, to quote it, war games. games. Well, uh, <laughs> no no comment on that. But like. Uh, <laughs> But like, yeah, no, like they they throw bones, like they're ruthless at throwing bones. That's how we spend Sunday. In fact, like this cousin, I've actually commented on on the, who got married. I've actually commented on Reddit before because like they always pair me up whenever we play doubles. They always pair me up with this cousin because he looked to Harrison Bergeron me because he does not understand that playing a four three on a scoring four four is also scoring. Like it's basic arithmetic. Anyway, like, <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, but like chess, like oh, my entire family's, you know fighty ranked and i i gotta know like i'm the black sheep of the family because i like sports and 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 like and the only reason they tolerate me is um because of my chess ranking i guess like anyway dance moves i love that you're the nerd in your family (laughs) because of sports because of sports you're the nerd yeah uh Uh, i'd like to just point out this, this is a truly rare and wonderful thing now Hithoday holds himself accountable in his articles as we all know yeah uh you know visitors of addicted to quack this wonderful website and readers of duct tape the absolute best film review on all the interweb foot um duct tape film review of week four 2023 versus colorado listeners watchers go over there right now and read this but at the very end there's always an accountability corner now, this is where Hithliday says, like, oh, I, I thought this guy was a chump, but really he was great against us. This QB, I didn't think you'd throw the deep ball, but then lo and behold, look at this. This is a beautiful accountability. Usually it's like two or three paragraphs. This is one sentence. All predictions in last week's preview proceeded nominally. <laughs> just just call it. You called your shot, and it happened exactly that way. And Hithliday, definitely, <laughs> when we were talking to Jack Barsh, and you were really kind of asking him, just like, okay, Shadur Sanders, is uh, whether like, is it he doesn't want to go for the deep ball, or he, he doesn't want to go for the deep ball when it's not there? Um, regardless of whether that, like, being at that game, it made me feel really good to actually see our secondary, like, in person, and that there was no one for him to throw to. And when he was holding on too long, there were like three ducks in his face taking him down. Like just the defensive performance, obviously, like we were going for the goose egg, but it it was really wonderful to see. And what anyone who was looking at these scenes like thought could be a possibility. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I mean, yeah, no, it was an excellent defensive performance, certainly. I mean, you know, basically, uh, as film study revealed, although you didn't need to watch the film too closely to know it, uh, you know, Colorado doesn't have a run game. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, they're forced into passing, you know, pretty much constantly. I mean, this game was really, I mean, it was like a three to one basis in their previous three games. It was, I mean, they had like two. In the entire first half, they ran the ball twice um, on designed run plays. I mean, there was a third, but it was wasn't even really to run. It was like third and thirty three, and they were just running for you know to, to for for field position to like to give the punter some some breathing room. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so it was like twenty passes to two runs. Um, 
uh, and um, you know, number one, and then number two is like, yeah, they're you know, they're they're passing games sort of in a position where they either go to max protect um, in order mm-hmm. to 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 protect the quarterback long enough against the pass rush. Um, but of course, the downside there is you only have a couple guys in the pattern, which makes it easier for Oregon to cover them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, or you know, they go to their horizontal passing game, which a is not going to move the ball very far um and b you know like you know in order to put more dudes into the pattern you have you know less dudes in protection and Oregon was just eating them alive with the you know you know with their pressure you know and uh you know because because they can't block you know because which is why I just always come back you know so you don't have a run game you can't block and you you need assistance in in pass protection it's why like every single every single podcast that we record you know previews reviews you know film study in between you know what do I you know your offensive line is your football team and it's why you know whenever Oregon has like is you know losing more than one dude and you know an offseason it's like I freak out about the offensive line it's like yeah don't under and it's why like Oregon runs the conference you know most years don't skimp out on your offensive line man you know and don't treat it like and, and yeah. whenever we talk to people and i'm not trying to throw shade at jack i enjoy our conversations with jack i hope we get to talk to jack again soon the number one thing that i'm sad about about you know the the, the conference you know realignment is that all of our great friends that we've made over the years and doing our, our preview series adam like jack you know like when are we gonna get get get, get to talk to jack next you know pro- probably not gonna beat that team in the playoffs anytime soon um, Hold rubino we will We'll never see Hode Rubino again after we talk. To I, him I mean, I, I who knows, <laughs> man? Like I, I, you know. But anyway, like uh, uh, you know, for all the teams who are like, I'm super excited about all these skill players. I'm super duper excited. And then I say, okay, let's talk about the offensive line. And they say, oh man, do we have to? And I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah, we have to. Like that, that could be the whole preview, really. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, uh, you know, we should. Yeah, exactly. We should just ditch everything else and just be like the, the line previews. You know, the only yeah. stuff that matters. And it's like that's what you saw yeah. for sixty minutes, or really just thirty minutes. Um, you know, on Saturday is the line. It's what matters. That felt nice of you <laughs> to say. Garbage time was the beginning of second half. Yeah, I, I, you know, I felt like it could have been there, but it's you're technically. It up actually well. really it's still the first watching half of the game, Oregon's so. sixth possession. Um, so it's mm-hmm. twenty eight to zero. Um, Oregon gets the ball with like a minute and thirty and so, and change, you know, left. And Colorado, they're not quite in a prevent defense, but like they don't really think that Oregon's going to be able to score without deep throws, and so they kind of abandon the middle of the field. And Oregon hits like <clears throat> three passes for a combined like forty two yards in twenty five seconds. You know, it's like don't do that, Colorado. That was real dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. um. Which which is nice to see too that Oregon is a kind of offense that's going like oh they're they're giving us this yeah let's do yeah that. not it, being it's like very, well we need to yeah. yeah it's quick assessment and predatory like it's not like uh, oh we you know oh an opportunity to run out the clock and get into halftime and mop our brow like no <laughs> uh-uh. yeah absolutely and, and um it, it really felt like with Colorado I, I was getting more and more comfortable throughout the game. When it, especially when it became clear that the deep ball wasn't a thing that they were even going to go for all that much, and that they, a lot of the offense did seem to be like, well, we're going to go for this. We're going to hope one of our playmakers makes Oregon, you know, like miss a tackle. Mm -hmm. And it was like the missed tackles weren't there, and they were like 
gangrene on their ass. Like there were five ducks around them, like that. So uh, that's one of the things that I yes, definitely that uh, that's and and I don't understand why Jesse Palmer decided as a talking point he was going to try to develop this argument that Oregon can't tackle, like especially immediately (laughs) succeeding Evan Williams destroying a dude with a gorgeous tackle. You know, like I I was so offended by that, I decided to. Put a line in my. So was Evan Williams. It. Oh, I um, loved that. That was a great job. Really yeah. Anyway, um, the uh, you know one of the things that I I put in my article, and I wasn't really trying to like throw shade at Colorado or call them cheaters or anything. And I understand there's been sort of a social media blow up about this. I, I'm not trying to participate. They stomped on our own. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not really interested in the rah rah stuff. Like every team tries to seek a, out an advantage, and every team you know tries to play uh, as far as they can, including into gray areas including Oregon so I'm not trying to see you know the moral high ground here you know in any way shape or form um, you know Oregon certainly tries to bend the rules uh, as much as they can to their favor if you're not doing so you're not playing as hard as you can uh, not the point right of this argument I'm just you know trying sure. to use my job as a film reviewer to identify all of the ways that all of the things that every team is doing in order to try to win the game and explain them. So one of the ways the Colorado was trying to win the game uh, is that, or, you know, leverage, you know, what they could um, given Oregon's defensive strengths was they were running um, rub routes. Uh, Essentially Mm -hmm. they were using two different wide receivers in combination uh, where, because they knew that Oregon was blitzing a lot. And usually when you're blitzing, you go to man coverage. The difference between man and zone coverage is that in zone coverage, you're defending an area in space right each defender is like i am assigned to this zone of grass right whereas in man coverage you're like i am defending this human being and wherever he runs i run right so uh and when you're blitzing because you have more dudes who are blit you know running at the 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 rusher you have fewer dudes in coverage right uh and that means well you know we, we we have fewer human beings running around and and so therefore you know we have we can't really do this zone thing I mean, you can do zone blitzing, such a thing exists, but usually you go to man when you're blitzing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so one of the things that you can do against man is sort of run your receivers in such a way such that like one receiver runs in such a way that the man who is covering him runs into a man who is covering another receiver. And then when those two defenders bump into each other, then like they have, you know, it's sort of like a screen in basketball, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Which is a little confusing because screen means a little something different in football. Oh, it's all confusing. I know, I know. Meshes and rubs. Right, right, right. So anyway, like, (laughs) so Colorado was extensively using rub routes in that way and so rub means you know you rub two defenders against each other right um colorado is extensively using rub routes to the extent that there are a couple of plays in which they actually cause collisions um and i am actually dinging oregon players on several plays for not seeing it coming and avoiding those Mm. collisions um now Hmm. the pass rush actually got home fast enough that it didn't matter you know that they were still like putting the quarterback on his back so that even that you know but i'm still pointing out hey look in the back of the field that receiver is wide open if the quarterback wasn't on his back 
like that would have mm-hmm. been a completed pass. And earlier in the game, there is like one of the few completed passes they get for like 15 yards. Like, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's because of that. Now, on that particular play, on that particular play, in which they get 15 yards and then they get another 15 yards tacked on because there's a roughing the passer penalty and the roughing the yeah. passer penalty is deserved. Like uh, Tatum Tuyati com- totally, it's a it's a, it, a completely inappropriate high hit. He should have been flagged for it. Um, uh the the but on that play you know the 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 Colorado wide receiver who's conducting the rub like he he I don't really enjoy like I'm not coming after the officials here this happens in every game it that they missed it is human don't go yelling at the Pac-12 officials for this it's totally human that they missed it like he will post those refs uh, addresses right. now actually. he puts yeah. a, he puts a, he puts his shoulder into jaleel florence like it's illegal mm-hmm. it's offensive pass interference like uh you know you you the, the receiver cannot initiate contact on a downfield passing play and he does like it, it's it's illegal and that's the reason why the play is is successful um you know that doesn't happen on every play you, you know uh you know but it's i'm just saying it's part of colorado's it was part of Colorado's strategy it was not a successful part of Colorado strategy because Oregon was getting home anyway. But if mm-hmm. Oregon plays teams in the future that use a, a rub strategy and their offensive line is not as ineffective as Colorado's was, Oregon needs to look out. And this is the point of me writing film review articles is for all the Oregon fans out there who are popping off fireworks like, hey, man, yeah. the, you know, the defense you know was vulnerable to this. And they need to look out for it in the future because they're not always going to be playing offensive lines whose you know whose tackles are you know six foot ten and uh, and and are you know ineffective because of it. You know, Adam, as I'm I'm sure you recall when we were talking to Jack, you know, and how like excited you know Colorado and Colorado fans were about you know their enormous tackles, and I was like, you shouldn't be excited about tackles who are taller than six foot seven. It's a liability, uh, and it's you know you saw why. Uh, well, guess mm. what? Most of the tackles that that they're playing are not six foot ten, you know, and are not liabilities for that reason. So, you know, look out. In that mm. same vein, uh, as in something that, like, in this game, it didn't really matter because, you know, our offense was so just ridiculous and, like, had so many explosive plays. Uh, in the same vein of something like this could bite us in the future against a better team, say, in Salt Lake City, in Seattle, against USC. Um, the penalties, especially in the first half, did really, you know, obviously what they do, they like, like hindered some drives, but then there'd be a big play or, or like a ballsy, like on fourth down or something like that. Is there any specific, uh, player not to call anyone out too much or anything? No, there's no, I I was interested in that question to great minds. Um, but no, um, and on top of that, like. I would I would also say like there's um you know like so Oregon's offense had like two plays that were um actually not even called back they were downfield holding penalties and they, it was just their yardage was reduced one of them was appropriate it was on Terrence Ferguson like he really does just hold him mm-hmm. and, and like it, it's not look man that holding foul it's not they're Okay, they're in officiating. It's actually three different categories, but there's two that that you are concerned with here for our purposes. Uh, there's advantage fouls and there's safety fouls. Safety mm-hmm. fouls are flagged every single time because 
they're dangerous, right? You know, targeting is classic example, right? It, it, right. It, it, dangerous. Um, you know, someone's health is, you know, chop blocks, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. tripping, etc. Um, Would face there, masks go there, yeah, too? Yeah, sure. Just, horse, yeah, yeah okay. horse collar. Towel, Sorry. Right. Just got to know. <laughs> hey, you, you, when you got one, Aaron, we need you to say Give it. me the whole fucking <laughs> list. I need every you single one. Um, uh, you get a point, basi- Aaron. Well, basically, if it's a 15-yard penalty almost all of those there are some exceptions gotcha that's the the personal foul lists um sure the 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 other kind are advantage fouls um actually when i said three there's four uh sorry i keep adding on um but then advantage fouls are 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 like holding or pass interference these are are Mm -hmm. fouls that are like look there's no, no one's like endangered by these it's just you got an unfair advantage by breaking the rules and the purpose of the penalty yardage is to eliminate the unfair advantage that you just got so like yeah you know, Terrence Ferguson got, a, you know, a penalty. That's not the same thing as like an unsportsmanlike conduct, you know, or a, a mm-hmm. face mask penalty. That's just he got beat. Uh, he, he was blocking. He didn't get proper leverage on his block. So he held the rece- the, yeah. the, the the official saw it and they flagged him for it. But it's the same thing as if like he didn't hold he, mm-hmm. he, it's the same thing as it, you know, it's simply he got beat, right? It's the same thing as if he got beat, he didn't hold, the defender got past him and made the tackle, you know? It may be better even because we're talking about Pac-12 refs and they <laughs> may not see that. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I mean, really, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, you don't, don't start thinking that way. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, 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 but, but, you know, my point being that, like, what you want to do to eliminate the penalties for advantage fouls is just be better at football. You know, yeah. like so. So what I would say to that is, hey, Terrence, like d- get better leverage, you know, like don't let that guy get past you, you know. And so mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, just get better at football, man. And so like another one is like it's an RPO play. It was actually a gorgeous, totally gorgeous RPO play in which um, in which a Troy Franklin is the one who's blocking down the sideline on the RPO play. And he's blocking and they call him um, for holding downfield and they call back the play on that. That one I thought was real ticky tack. I didn't really think that that was a good holding flag. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, again, don't write to the officials and, uh, you know, nasty grams or anything like that. I just didn't think that that was an appropriate flag. Um and uh but yeah you know they're 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 human or whatever but like look when it comes down to that sort of thing like it's like because i thought that his block was good it was with good leverage and he didn't have an unfair advantage um whereas there were a bunch of other plays in this game where i thought that um there was a defender who was going for the quarterback um and the blocker was preventing him from getting to the quarterback by grabbing and restricting him and there should have been a flag i thought that was very clear and the flag didn't was not forthcoming i'm not saying on which team that flag should have been thrown i'm just saying that you know the the officials Mm -hmm. you know i think you know got threw some flags that they shouldn't have and didn't throw some flags that they should have why because they're human beings you know they're not perfect they're not robots like you know it is what it is well, um, you know, and that's why I know. say we do need robots to be refs. I, I mean, I'm all for having being refs. That would be great. Give me a grid system of drones just constantly hovering over and around the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm for it. Or, or locators from like Werner Vinci novels. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. 
Um, my a duck that I did not think would become maybe my favorite duck on this team right now. Hmm. It very much is. Is I think I'm falling in love with Kyrie Jackson. Mm. And oh, yeah. uh, maybe. Oh my gosh! Like, especially because you know, I think the Texas Tech game. There's a few mistakes that were very yes. visible yeah, and in, in key moments mm-hmm. that stuck with a lot of people. But you saw him like, you know, you saw him turning around and actually yeah. defending the ball. The definitely. only thing I would say in two weeks, and, and two weeks thing I would, is the, you know that much improvement yeah. in two weeks. Yeah, the only thing I would say is like. I would love, you know, uh, a few. I mean, he's already gotten some interceptions too, but like, I would love, you know, there's a couple of times where it nearly oh, was yeah. a pick. This is the only game in which we lost the turnover battle. That's true. Which, uh, meaning, you it know, is, uh, we've thrown our first interception. You know, given how much yeah. pressure yeah. the quarterback was under for him never to have turned the ball over. In fact, one of the clips of my yeah. article that I put in, I would like, I went on my way to note that, like, the fact that the quarterback didn't fumble on this sack is amazing. Yeah. Like, like way to go dude like that's incredible uh-huh. like he had like three different like i think a lesser quarterback would have fumbled on like three different you know opportunities to fumble like you know he's going mm-hmm. to throw the ball and then he gets hit in one way and then he's being raked on a third way any one of which a lesser quarterback <laughs> would have fumbled and instead he grips mm-hmm. the ball very effectively and it's just like damn dude like way to go yeah absolutely um, yeah, a- any other last thoughts on this game? I mean, fortunately, it feels kind of like the Hawaii game where you're kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, there's there's some stuff we can improve. But uh, There is overall, some stuff that um... Oregon can improve. <laughs> uh, the run blocking is still not elite yep. yet. Um, there's, uh, and there's <clears throat> a couple areas where Bonix is not perfectly sharp. Like, I still don't think mm-hmm. he's recaptured his 2022 form. I know, I know he was like 16 for 17 on passing, but that, you know, completion percentage is not all that. Um, like, I, he threw that hideous pick. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like... I mean, where it's designed, it's des- it's disguised zone coverage where they line up in their initial uh, leverage looks like man, but then they drop into zone, but there's no pressure on him. And it's very, mm-hmm. he has like a long time to look at the coverage and be, it's very clear. This is zone coverage, Bo. Like that dude is in the lane and it's like, you can't just throw over that guy. He's kind of tall. Like he's just going to jump up and you're throwing it anyway. And he jumped up and picked it. And it was just like, what mm-hmm. are you do-? like? That was like, yeah, I mean, like, look, I'll speak it into the universe. That was bad, Bo. That was like Auburn. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, and and mm-hmm. um, now we only did it once. And there's a couple other plays where it's not it. I, I guess I'll put it this way. It, it, like Oregon in the first half had nine failed passing plays. Um, they each uh, uh, six of them were due to a mistake that Bo Nix made. Um each of those six things is a unique thing. Like it's never once is it like a thing that Bo Nix repeated. It's just mm-hmm. because the quarterback is such a central figure in football. Like it's just unescapable. The quarterback is capable of screwing up in six different ways. Whereas right. and you know, a running back is only capable of screwing up in like one or two ways. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that like, and you know, when you play 47 snaps and a half in which the quarterback touches the ball on all 47 of them, and he's capable of screwing up in 47 different ways, you know, like, yeah, you know, it's of course, you know, the number one culprit is going to, 
to be the quarterback just like, you know, the number one recipient of glory is going to be the quarterback. It's just the nature of the position. I'm not, like, singling him out as, like, oh, my God, this dude. You know, I'm just saying, like, mm. that's just what happens. Um, but and again there's no like pattern like nothing repeated i'm just saying that like if you're looking for a dude who played a perfect game bonix didn't play a perfect game you know he made you know one of each of these you know this mistake and this type of mistake and this type of mistake and this type of mistake you know when i listed in the article they weren't worth putting film clips in because none of you know they they never repeated but i listed them you know he should have checked out of that play because you know the defense aligned properly he should have you know he should have recognized that sky zone coverage he shouldn't you know he threw the ball too high one time you know even though there was no pressure on him it's just like come on you know it's just stuff stuff to, to clean up you know he he <laughs> he like the referees is human poe buddy's nerfect mm. that's what i'll say question yes random one uh do you think he's missing opportunities where he can actually run the ball himself um there. Uh, in this game, in the first half, I think there is one play where it's an RPO where I th- um, how to answer this question. Um, I think the RPO play design would be enhanced if he were allowed to keep the ball on the outside and then given the option to either keep the ball himself running it down the alley or throw it. But instead, he just throws it um so he does keep it but it, so it's a triple option type of play the first decision is keep or handoff down the middle and the second decision is keep or throw it and he's on that second decision and this has been consistent all year long he's just throwing it immediately and not keeping it and i think that's under instruction and i mm-hmm. think the play would be better if it were live for him to be able to keep the ball and run it and okay i, I think now, you got to the root yeah now, i wasn't that sure said, if it in was this a game in this game he does have to in the first half he does have two designed runs one of them is on third and 10 and he gets eight yards on it and actually if the blocking from marcus harper were a little bit better he doesn't like get proper leverage on the dude and he catches him from behind but if the leverage were a little bit better he would have gotten the first down you know on that play they ran him up the middle it was a good you know, it was the correct read because the the mm-hmm. unlocked end was crashing on the back to the outside. It was an, it was an outside. The the play is designed was an outside zone read keep, meaning that if he had handed off the ball, the running back would have run to the outside, but he kept the ball and ran to the inside. Um, it was all proper, like all the read was proper. It was just that you know Harper didn't quite have the right leverage on the block. Um, the, the play appears in my article if you want to read it. Um, and, and but so yeah, I thought that was totally appropriate. And then the the play that effectively ended the game, the touchdown, um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the the in which they went up thirty five to zero, which is effectively the last play of the game or the uh, right. the, the first half, which effectively was the last play of the game because put into garbage yeah. time um was a quarterback draw designed you know quarterback run which you right. can tell because the offensive line goes down blocking which side note uh on that sixth possession uh the left guard they had rotated in Dave Uli, the 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 red shirt uh freshman mm-hmm. for marcus harper so yeah oregon's starting to play even more freshmen on their offensive line interesting interesting and Uli is the guy who runs down as that lead blocker and gets the key block that 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 springs nicks for that quarterback uh, draw wow. for for that run for that for that touchdown so yeah that's a designed run too so uh yeah i actually think this amount of quarterback running is just about perfect like keep him healthy okay and this is actually one of the like my comment on my own article which i always do it's sort of like putting a dollar in your own chip 
tip jar, um, mm-hmm. you know, to sort of like seed it so that people it doesn't look all lonely and, 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 and people you know customers put tips in um mm. like uh, subscribing to your own patreon yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, i'm sure i don't know what you mean um the uh, uh uh yeah the comment that i made in my article is just like those um in uh, the, the last two coordinators that oregon has had joe moorhead and kennedy dillingham the the used quarterback runs um to control the safeties you know in order to open up the box or in order to open up the the deep passing game um and it's interesting stein i i think probably because he's under instruction from dan lanning to like uh we're not running the quarterback that much we learned our lesson from last year when nick's got hurt mm-hmm. um is like you need to figure- especially against Colorado. like we're you yeah. know this isn't a close game right now yeah, yeah. And, and when you, when you've got defenders who are threatening to beat the shit out of players um yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, exactly exactly <laughs> um uh, uh, you know, he's like, okay, let's let's not run him so much. Um, like, yeah, but still figure out a way to like uh, control the safeties and, and and win the box count. Like, figure out alternate ways to do it. They're running constraint plays, which is why you're seeing so many throws to like the sideline, uh, so many screen passes, so many RPOs, and, and and other plays which are meant to you know control the safety. So like one of the, the the plays that you see in my article, it's that um it's that corner route to Troy Franklin. Um, you know the the mm-hmm. really gorgeous one. It's an RPO. And throwing a corner route in the RPO is really difficult because the timing is essential. Because um, like he's running downfield. I mean, it's like a like yeah. an eighteen, you know, because because the the offensive line is going to go downfield and block on the run, and they can only go three yards downfield. And it's not like Colorado's defensive lines presenting much resistance, right? You know, so like he's got to nail that timing, man. Um, but the actual real threat of the run, it's, it's not just a little fake play action. You know, it's a real threat of a run. That's what controls number 43, Trevor Woods, the safety, and keeps him inside so that um, Franklin has a one-on-one with um, their cornerback, um, who I believe is number four, Jay, who Jack Barsh, thanks a lot, Jack, he mentioned, was coming back for this game, and his his prediction proved prescient um, because that was the guy that, that they had on mm. on um, uh, Troy Franklin for most of the night, which was really a mistake. They should have mm-hmm. had a Marion Cooper on him. I don't know why their defensive coordinator made that decision. That was a very foolish decision by Charles Kelly. <laughs> um, the, Marion Cooper was way better cornerback than Travis Jay, uh, who's coming off of an injury. You have a rusty cornerback playing against Oregon's top receiver who got the majority of downfield targets in the first half that was a dumb decision uh coach kelly anyway um uh, uh not that troy franklin had a difficult time beating cooper i mean he beat cooper on the two-point conversion like immediately following the play that i'm talking about but anyway um that was that diamond formation thing it was entirely mm-hmm. done to create single coverage yeah there's another constraint play for you uh anyway um uh, what was the point that I was making? Oh yeah, they did the RPO just to to pull you know Woods out so that uh the, so that uh Franklin have one on one against uh, Jay and of course you know Franklin cooked his ass because you know hmm, that's yeah. how we do, but yeah that's a constraint play. Um and and, and Oregon is, uh, offensive coordinator Stein is using constraint plays. Um, in the passing game rather than running the quarterback so much in order to win the box count and control the safeties to open up these deep passing. And that's what they're doing to keep Knicks healthy um, and still, you know, leverage an advantage. And that's, you know, the major difference between Stein and Dillingham and Moorhead. Mm-hmm. I, I think, yeah, like, like any kind of 
good offense. I, th- I think they're waiting to use that QB run when it's going to be more of a surprise. When well, it's, yeah, you know, that more, is. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what Hit the Day just broke down, right? Is that Mm -hmm. we'd made it a surprise on him because every time we had the chance, we decided to throw again. So you get used to, well, they're just going to keep throwing it because they're afraid. And then bang. I I wouldn't be, I mean, that was the 2019 Rose Bowl thing. The like, we we kept Mm -hmm. this, we kept this show pony you know, upright the entire year. Well, what do we got to lose? This guy's going to the NFL tomorrow. Like, uh, I guess we'll run him now. You know, I, I, (laughs) so, uh, maybe I I actually disagree with what you just said. I don't think they're going to run Bo Nix. I think they're going to run constraint, you know, very much anyway, other than a couple of times Mm. to keep the defense is honest. I don't think a big fat Bo Nix run, you know, is coming and they're just keeping their powder dried, you know, for it to be surprised. I don't think that's going to happen at all this year. Until maybe the very end of the year, <laughs> in which sure. they do the the 2019 Rose Bowl thing, in which they're like, "Oh, you're not my problem anymore. Go get hurt. I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically. All right, y'all. Um, let's get in to one of the great segments on this show, if not the great segment of this show, since it's basically the only segment, and that is the picks. The picks. The picks. The picks. The picks. That is right, y'all. The picks, the great pick'em challenge. Now we got a couple of teams going into bye weeks, actually. So figure bye. We'll talk a little bit about them. Bye. UCLA. Speaking of bye, uh, a lot of their offensive hype went bye bye mm. when they went to Salt Lake City. Yeah. And they lost by a score. Of fourteen to seven, you don't see that. Wow! In college football, God dang it! Did I pick UCLA? I got it written down. Uh. But, uh, I, I forget. I tallied it all up, but I forget exactly who you chose. Um, Dante Moore had a well. What a freshman going to Salt Lake City usually looks like experience. Um, UCLA's. I mean, UCLA's defense was good, but also let's not give them too much credit because this particular Utah offense is banged the hell up. Uh, it is impressed. Like at this point with what Utah's going through, I am impressed just of the, the, you know, that, that they're winning, that they're winning in hideous fashion, but that they are four and oh is, is good for them. You know, with, with a quarterback, they were not planning on having, uh, this was from what I've seen of this game was a pretty, Ugly one. Um, just two defenses teeing off. Dante hmm. Moore not having mm-hmm. a great time. And uh, actually, so it was like his first play. I believe yes, his first play was first, a pick six. Very first play, pick six. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Welcome, welcome like, to college football, young man. You should have come to Oregon and redshirted. It was a dumb decision. Yeah. Well, you know, he'll be here next year. Don't worry about it. But, um, That'll be a smart decision. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, was, uh, it was a very Utah game. They're still doing it. They're still getting away with it. Hmm. I would love to play this Utah team right now because I still am a, a more afraid of them later in the season when 
Cam Rise again. Maybe Brant Keithy comes back. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, but, who um, knows? Uh, like, yeah. I mean, that's what I said when we talked about this. Is just like even if those guys came back for this game, they'd be rusty, you know. And yeah. I mean, that's why I I thought you know UCLA probably had the edge on this game. Although, like, I mean, it it, it is true. Props to Utah's defense. They were definitely the best squad on this. You know, I don't think that this was. Hey, what a great performance by UCLA's defense. I actually think that Utah's offense looked terrible, and UCLA's defense yeah. also looked terrible and it was just a struggle <laughs> fest you know when those when it was you know Utah's possession versus UCLA's you know defense I think that both of those teams are really really gettable and I think they will continue to be until a you know rising and Keithy get back and then b it's been a couple of games you know and they shake the rust off so like you know pretty yeah. late in the season um but like you they think, still can't would run you be like 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 utah yeah. still can't run which is really bad and like i don't think it's because of ucla's rush defense and i you know and i really am i'm going back to my original like like um off-season predictions about ucla's offense i don't think that chip kelly knows how to do this playbook i really don't mm. think he knows what he's doing in terms of this you know this playbook like i'm not really trying to take much away from utah's defense i i, I think that utah has a good defense but i think this is like this is not the buzzsaw chip kelly you know offense because he yeah. doesn't know what he's doing without dorian thompson robinson or his ilk to you know to bail him out um mm. Instead of a pure pocket pass, yeah, right. As opposed to like a you know a quarterback who's the best athlete on the field doing athletic stuff, and a and a running back yeah. like Zach Charbonnet doing athletic stuff. I think that's a mm-hmm. you know, and, and then designing a playbook that's like two reads and run, you know, which is Chip Kelly's playbook. Like I don't think mm-hmm. he knows how to do this, and that's why Utah kicked his ass. Would <laughs> you say? Would you feel comfortable saying Utah has the best? defense in the Pac-12. I'm not comfortable saying that right now. Do, do you feel comfortable saying that about anyone right now? No, because I they've only played like one conference game, except for Fair USC's enough. played two. In my head, it was almost like the fact that Utah is winning these games with their offense being so bad makes me want to give them a few more points or whatever mm. it's worth because it, it is bonkers how much they're having to do every I, I guess I'm, play, I, I'm very glad that Oregon doesn't play Utah until later in this from a film reviewer from some, from yes. the perspective of somebody who has to write an article about Utah mm-hmm. I'm very glad that Oregon doesn't have to play them until later in the season when I will get some more representative film on them um, as yeah. a duck fan I yeah. would have rather played yeah, them yeah, this yeah. week that's, that's why I yeah. checked <laughs> myself it was like no as a yeah. duck fan <laughs> you play them right <laughs> now yeah right <laughs> all right let's go into this next bye game week uh washington state um the winner of the pack two we should say the crowned right now amen up to number 16 um i i wazoo really blindsided me this season so far and i don't want to give them you know like too much colorado-esque hype i feel like it's gonna fall apart soon they're doing great i mean uh their their defense has been surprisingly pretty fun to watch like i'm not gonna say great or anything but not a liability has has gotten them in some really great situations and games cam ward is playing better and better um you know he's he's has a very long low light reel too if you really want to watch it but overall, uh, I think Cam Ward is a plus for this team, and they just beat the Beavers. The Beavers, ugh, they've been getting uh, a bit too much goodwill 
thrown their way because they they ain't played anybody. Uh, it was mainly at home, and I think people were maybe put hedging too much of their bet on this Beaver defense just for some reason being the greatest. And uh, Wazoo really shut them up. Like this game was not as close as the final score indicated. Uh, did you catch any of this today? Did you see any highlights or anything like that? Um, I, I I did not watch this game. <clears throat> I did put it through the regression engine because Oregon's playing Wazoo um, the week after the week after the bye. Um, mm-hmm. What it spit out, um, you know, confirmed or provided some evidence of a couple of theories that I have about both of these teams. Uh, it, not that Wazoo won. That that the data point that's sort of the sticking point is that Cam Ward appears to be a, an actually improved quarterback compared to last year. Um, I'm still mm-hmm. interested in, in actually watching the film to see about that. Um, yeah. which I still haven't, like, I really haven't done any serious film watching on Cam Ward, which I need to do. Like, I'm glad that I have the bye week to really catch up on my film on that guy, which is why I'm, I, I'm not seriously going to weigh in on my opinion about Washington state. Cause like, that's a, mm-hmm. I, I need to do that. Like I, I, I have neglected to do so, so far, you know, for obvious reasons, but I, I just haven't, you know, so don't ask me real questions about that. Cause it's like a, a real missing data point for me. Um, but mm-hmm. like, you know, the rest of the stuff, like, yeah, like, Wazoo can't stop the run like they really can't like when when Oregon State started their their comeback like let me read you the 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 drive chart from their their the the drive in which they started their so they the fourth quarter they had three consecutive touchdown drives to make this a three-point game here's the first one mm-hmm. Damian Martinez run Damian Martinez run DJ Uyale run Deshaun Fenwick run Deshaun Fenwick run DJ Uyale pass Deshaun Fenwick run Deshaun Fenwick run DJ Uyale pass Deshaun Fenwick run DJ Uyale run for a touchdown you know uh 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 Wazoo can't stop the run you know like uh the, because they don't have any defensive tackles and the the reason hmm. and, and the other thing that the regression engine spit out was that um the the reason why uh, Wazoo was was sitting on them for for the first three quarters of the game was that Oregon State was convinced that they could throw the ball with their mm-hmm. shiny new quarterback that they got from Clemson and guess what he can't like he he sucks. He's yeah, and, and really, which is exactly really, what I yeah. I expected over the off season. And like, oh this no, was, this was Oregon State's like, oops, they you know they messed around and found out you know moment, which like anybody could have told them after watching the San Diego State game, which I definitely did watch. Um, and like, yeah, so like Oregon State should have, you know, that that fourth quarter drive that I just read aloud in which they were like, well, I guess we should do what we should have been doing all along and ran our great running backs behind our great offensive line because Wazoo mm-hmm. can't stop us. Like if they had done that all game long, which is why I picked the Beavs to win, like they might have won. But instead, what they did was they're like, well, we have a great quarterback, so we're in a great off quarterbacks coach, Brian Lindgren. Um, and <laughs> so they didn't win. And it's like, yeah, I'm really it's, rapidly it's missing... losing faith in uh, the Oregon State coaching staff as a competent mm. group of individuals. <laughs> it it really is DJU like missing some real easy open passes like literally like yeah just checking down sometimes missing like it's kind of nuts um but there you go wazoo 
still pretty interesting. And like we we also seen. knew over the offseason <laughs> that Oregon State's defense was going to fall off a cliff. The, the, like, mm-hmm. you know, all the playmakers that they had last year were like sixth year seniors, in particular, like the couple of dudes, the, the cornerbacks that they sent to the NFL. And that if Wazoo's passing game was for real, which again, I wasn't certain of, you know, because I hadn't really watched Cam Ward and I hadn't really watched the replacement wide receivers. Remember, Adam, when we talked to, mm. to, to Jeff over the offseason because they're their their wide receivers got poached by like Oklahoma State and a couple other teams and they had to replace mm-hmm. them with G5 dudes and we're like well I guess we'll see if that works out and I, and 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 then I haven't watched them to see if they've been working out like yeah that that's another thing that I need to watch them to find out if they're working out but like yeah if those guys are working out against like uh Oregon State's like you know now depleted defense like yeah that would be another reason to believe that like yeah the the Wazoo you know you know uh, uh you know why they would have scored uh you know 28 points in the first half yeah yeah we'll see Cougs believe in the Cougs or not but I don't but 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 sorry but may not be on the other hand but may not be something that you can bet on you know with a lot of confidence going forward because it could be that it's just that Oregon State's defense sucks now yeah so like I don't know I'm gonna have to watch some film on that question shall see now comes the actual picking which means i need to grab something to write our picks down i need to communicate with the universe you good i was just filling in time for you to grab that pad all right well okay well i got it (laughs) now oregon state number 19 oregon state which i i was happy to see because i I wanted Wazi to win because they were the at the time lower ranked, and I knew if they beat Oregon State, Oregon State's probably not dropping out of the top twenty-five, which is my end game. Really, mm. keep as many of these going. Now, number, n- yeah, you, you gotta find I mean, whichever plate is most wobbly and spin that one. Which in this case, the uh, most wobbly plate is still Oregon State, but they're at home. Okay, they're in the dam. I don't know what that means. Number 10, Utah. Number 10, Utah, which uh, we, I mean, Cam Rising seems to continue to be on the verge of maybe playing, but we really don't know until it actually comes down to it. Um, Number 19, Oregon State versus number 10, Utah. This is Friday at 6 p.m. on FS1. Uh, Aaron, would you would you like to start with your picks here? I believe you I are. do, but I just have a query, which is how did Utah? Did we talk about Utah's last game? Who did they play again? Please UCLA. remind me. Uh, Utah. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, 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 right. Okay, not so, much of an offense, but uh, quite a defense. Based off the few things I've heard Hithliday say <laughs> about, of course, the two teams in which this is questioned, I'm gonna have to go with the Utes. You're going with the Utes. I think on so. The road, eh? Me, oh, this this is tough. This is tough. Now, Utah's offense, I think, has proven at this point, especially without Cam Rising, uh, even with Cam Rising, maybe, is straight up not very good. Really? Yet they keep Shit. winning. I would say so, yes. I feel confident in saying this is not a good offense. Uh, they. That being said... Oregon State has looked vulnerable, as we said with DJU, has not been, you know, the the QB god they were hoping to get. He looks much more like the player he oh. was at Clemson. 
Would you like to change? What's going on? I just need How to ask Kithlade a very quick question. I'm so sorry because you were getting is, into is the question down. is the question who is gonna win this game? No, if it is, I'm gonna be pissed off. Okay. It's Hithlade, Do the Utes have or do the do the Utes have a good run defense? I think they have a pretty decent run defense. I don't... Stick it with the Utes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I don't I get think the run defense that. is a massive liability. I guess I'll put it that way. Okay, cool, go. cool, cool. Um, will Jonathan Smith cut the bullshit out and just run, 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 and then every once in a while do a play action? That's the real Take question. a drag or two. They are at home... I'd like to think Oregon State is going to rally for this one. Nah. Maybe I'm going with my heart a little bit too much. Yeah. But also, one team doesn't have a very good offense, and they're on the road. So I'm going to go with Oregon State. I'm going with okay. Oregon State in the upset. I love it. I love it. A little afraid that that's not going to happen. But I'll feel confident in Nate Johnson's QB. How about you, Day? Who are you going with? I don't think Oregon State would be the upset. I think they are favored by Las Vegas. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm not real confident in either one of these teams uh, for reasons mm-hmm. that we, I mean, we talked about both of these teams already. Um, I, you know, Oregon, I guess I'll put it this way. I, I think that, you know, given the uncertainty with Utah, which I talked a lot about last week and I think continues, um, uh, you know, I should be more confident in Oregon State, but the fact that they, as far as I can tell, without really having watched the game, just running the numbers through the regression engine. Um, I really think they screwed up last week. It sort of like rattled my confidence in their coaching hmm. staff. Um, I, All right. I, I'm not going to overreact to that game. G- give me the beeves. They're playing at home. God. There we go. Something got stuck in me that I just keep going with the Utes, and they keep losing. Something's stuck in me. They they don't keep losing. They're four. Oh, yeah, they've only won. (laughs) Oh, they've only won. Yes, maybe I'm undefeated. Shit. Well, okay. Oh, well, then that makes the odds even greater that Oregon State will win because every time you go undefeated, the likelihood of you losing the next game is larger. Shit. That's not the case. That is textbook gambler's (laughs) fallacy. Give me 2,000 on the Utes. (laughs) (laughs) Colorado versus number eight, USC. Ooh. Now, USC, I'll tell you this. They played against Arizona State. Apparently, Kenny Dillingham is now taking over the play calling. He's a he's a fun dude to that, to watch. That is really interesting, for. by the way, for Bo Baldwin's purposes. Bo mm-hmm. Baldwin and Troy Taylor were at Eastern Washington at the same time. Bo Baldwin was the head coach. Troy Taylor was the offensive coordinator. Eastern Washington set a bunch of records. Those coaches go on to get Power Five jobs because everybody's mm. like, "Oh, it's an equal, you know, brain trust." Uh, both of them wind up getting fired. Uh, Bo Baldwin from Cal, Troy Taylor from Utah. Uh, they both wind up back in the Power Five. Troy Taylor at Stanford, uh, Bo Baldwin at uh, Arizona State. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, Bo Baldwin, like, immediately gets his play calling duty stripped from him uh, again yeah. by Kenny Dillingham. Troy Taylor uh, is 
at Stanford. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I sort of think that <laughs> Troy Taylor, but like when Troy Taylor was at Sac State, he like won a bunch of championships and stuff. Uh, like, I sort of think, you, no, no, it must have all been Troy Taylor and the Bo Baldwin might be a fraud. <laughs> like, I mean, he got fi- and Troy think... Taylor got fired from Utah because Kenny or uh, uh, Kyle Whittingham just fires offensive coordinators for not loving tight ends enough, I guess. Like, yeah. Maybe maybe Bo was just saying Vernon Adams do something. Yeah, every every single play. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you this: ASU had some fight in them. It was pretty fun to watch. I mean, it was I like mean, a Kim three point game. Had some fight in them. Ooh, Scadaboo! I loved Scadaboo. I mean, the name alone was very fun. But uh, AS, yeah, ASU had some fight in them, which also goes to show you with USC, where it's like. God damn, yes, they have a good offense, and yes, there's going to be some big plays had no matter what's going on, but their defense is straight up very vulnerable. You know, it was um, funny. I, I was watching the—I yeah. I did my film study of the USC-Stanford game on the, the flight out to the wedding, and— um, mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I'm going to save this for my USC preview. There are— <laughs> There are some vulnerabilities to USC this year that are not just on the defense. Um, mm, and uh, I, I don't know that Colorado is positioned to exploit them. Um, no. But uh, there are some vulnerabilities to USC this year. Uh, yeah, and I think any – I mean, they dropped a little bit in the polls, if, if that you know means anything. I, I feel like it's – yeah. Um, will Colorado be the one that comes in here? I mean, if you want to get back on the hype train, uh, this is Aaron, how you do it. The Dion hype train. This is it. If they beat USC, it's in Boulder. I mean, this is what, that's what I said to Jack. Was my preferred. Yeah. Like, this is how yeah. you do. Like, get, get down. Like, this is the rocky moment. You know, you get, you go down, but then you, you're triumphant. Yeah. What do you think, this, Aaron? This is the you fuck. I mean,. I'm baiting you. I know. <laughs> and here's the problem is that I feel like uh, I'm just on a different track. You know, I don't need mm. to I don't need to follow that train. It's not going to take me where I want to go. So the train has <laughs> left the station. I'm waiting on the 43. I got to go with USC. OK, it rhymed. Um, I'm also going with USC. Too much talent. Uh, specifically offensive talent. I, I will also go with USC, uh, also specifically because they have plays that will embarrass uh, Colorado number 43. The, 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 okay. Their, yeah. their oh, safety who wears number 43. Uh, oh, wow. Control, the, the way that Lincoln Riley assembles, assembles his power RPO scheme controls the safety that that, 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 that wears that jersey number is funny that you said that that number sorry that was really yeah. nerdy wow holy shit yeah i like i will you it. know just because you're in a crystal ball state i gotta ask you how do you actually see the rest of colorado season going oh I are think- they about to start the fire that will become are they putting the dumpster into place so that they may set it to fire or i well i don't know it's that deliberate but like um I would, with the with the possible exception of Cam Ward, because like I said, I haven't done enough film study on the guy for this year yet. Um, yeah. I would put Shadur Sanders as either the number four or number five quarterback in the Pac-12, which would make him the number four or number five quarterback in America. Um, <laughs> and uh, like, I really do think he's that good. Like, um, and uh, 
Uh, I, I do like Sean Lewis as a play caller. I think that offense is dangerous against you know teams that don't have a, just a, a, an excellent pass rush and, and coverage. Um, you know they they have uh, obvious liabilities in terms of you know the absence of the rushing game. But I mean that you know hey that never held Mike Leach back before. Um, they uh, you know the, their defense is actually like their defense has obvious liabilities. But as you saw like when their pass rush works, which is about half of the time, they can actually get through. Like I. I I spent a lot of time trying to tell people that, like that, that, like I, I actually thought that they had, uh, that, that 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 they might get through a couple of times. And hey, they sacked Bo Nix, you know, like Josh mm-hmm. Connerly, like didn't drop fast enough, and Dominic got through, like, um, uh, and, and, and like you know, and it's like super aggressive, you know, like they guess they're guessing constantly, you know, uh, you know, which means, which pays off sometimes and gets them negative yardage plays, which they got against Oregon a couple of times. Like it also opens them up to big plays, but like, Hey, you know, risk reward. Um, like, uh, and it, it, I mean, it just straight up was, I mean, look at the talent chart that I produced. Like they straight up upgraded their roster from like, you know, 10th or 11th place in the pack 12 to like right in the middle of the pack. And like what happens when you upgrade your roster and you have a really good quarterback is that like, Hey, you're better than half the teams in the pack 12. So like, mm-hmm. so what should happen when you're better than, or, you know, <laughs> that means that you should win like maybe half your game. So like, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Let me, let me look at Goal this. should be a, bowl. you say they're like a and, yeah. seven, eight win. Well, it sort of team. depends on what their schedule is. I, I can't remember if they play Stanford or not. For example, I think they miss Stanford, which is like that, which really would stink for them. I'm sorry. I'm pulling up their schedule right now. Um, uh, uh, vamping, vamping, vamping. I, I got it right here. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, coming up, they got USC, then ASU, yeah, Stanford. Not, I mean, like ASU is definitely yeah. beatable. Yeah, yeah so is Stanford. Oh, they, but they don't play Stanford this year. Uh, oh, they play Arizona. I um, mean, yeah, those are the likely three wins. I mean, if let's they're gonna get. Oh, no, they do play Stanford. I'm sorry, I I can't yeah. read. Okay, so like Arizona State's a beatable uh, team. Stanford's a beatable team. Uh, f- hell, uh, UCLA's a beatable team for Colorado. Yeah. The Oregon Holy State. Shit. Oregon State is a beatable team for Colorado. Arizona's a beatable team for Colorado. I I don't know about wow. Washington State. I, I got to do some film study on them. Utah, I don't like. They have a, a similar sort of opponent. A team. <laughs> I don't like. Who knows what Cam Rising status yeah. is going to be like i don't like i i guess i'll put it this way i don't see other than usc which i like i really have a hard time seeing and beat usc like i you know the, the 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 other one two three four five six seven i uh, utah at, at rice eccles might be unbeatable i think six of the remaining eight teams on their schedule Six of the remaining eight teams on their schedule i don't look at that team and say oh my god no way are they beating them Mm-hmm. Hmm. I would that is say okay. no way oh, are they're they definitely going to win those yeah. six. That's not the same thing yeah. as saying six wins guaranteed. I'm saying they have six winnable games remaining of the eight uh, mm-hmm. remaining wow. games on their schedule, which means you know they only need to win three to go to a bowl. So you know, right? F- flip a coin in those six games, like yeah. All right. Well, Adam. I'm looking at my route here, and it turns out I was on the 40. I was waiting for the 43 South. I needed to be on the 43 North. I'm back on the train, baby. I want to go with Colorado, but not in this game. But I'm going to stay hyped well, okay. for Dion. <laughs> so you're not going for Colorado, okay? Not in this That's game. All I need. But as yeah. for the season, 
I'm back on the hype train, oh, but I good. need him to okay. lose this game. Okay. Well, <laughs> charge him up, right? You know, like yeah. To, to really further, charge him up. Like Rocky's got to lose to Apollo Creed. In right. True enough. True enough. Okay. Oh, California. Shit. That's uh -huh. right. Cal versus ASU. Now, Cal, they just played Washington on the road. Uh, it was not a good start for them. They were down. <laughs> like they they had 14 points scored on them before Washington's offense touched the yeah, field. It was, it was bad. Yeah, like like Michael Penix didn't come onto the field until like five minutes left in the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, and then proceeded to score a bunch of points. Um, that being said, like late in the game, you know, like I would say garbage time. Cal was able to put on a good amount of points like over yeah. 30 points I, on washington i did i didn't watch this huh. game but like i said I, I i put it through the regression engine um washington's defense has a problem yeah oh really it, washington's defense is a problem but i will say this i'm still horrified of them because this is, uh, sticking with the boxing metaphor it kind of feels like you're watching some, like you're watching your opponent warm up, right? And you're like, oh, well, he's got a glass jaw. If you hit him in the stomach, it won't be that good. But then you're, but he also has a guaranteed haymaker that if it connects, will knock your fucking head off. Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of the idea, and and he's willing to throw it nonstop because it it feels just like their passing game is amazing. They have so many flaws otherwise, but they do have the capability of just bombing it nonstop, and they want to do that, so and like that is their goal. What was that? Soda Popinski. Soda Popinski. I have no idea. Soda Popinski. Punch out. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> now I get it. Yeah, yes, they so are Soda Popinski. So it's and, a team that's uh, just is running. Is is purple. They're yeah. It's a team oh, that's in a full-on sprint, hoping that they can just keep running in that sprint yeah. longer than the other team is what it sounds like. I, I mean, it, it is nuts how uh, effective their passing game is huh, and okay. how it just balls to the wall they are to do it. Wow. Uh, that being said, Cal was able to score on their bad defense quite a bit. That's probably the – and, you know, they, they – <laughs> When they're beat. not throwing pick sixes. Yeah, and they, yeah, and they beat Idaho – um, those are and UNT. Those are the, like the nice things I have to say about Cal. They are not a very good team whatsoever. Right. It but sucks. Neither they is Arizona State. <laughs> right. Arizona State also bad. They showed some signs of life <laughs> against USC. So these are two living teams. <laughs> they are made of humans. <laughs> they are not dead. Um, th this is at Cal. That doesn't huh. mean shit. No one gives. Uh, you know, I mean, two, unless the hellmouth opens and swallows them, which is a yeah. non-zero probability when you're playing Strawberry Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> and the, if that were to happen, the Sun Devil would emerge from there, and that would maybe be an advantage for them. Who do you, who do you got, Aaron? I, I don't have any advice for you on this one. Those I feel like teams. Arizona State is a piece of shit, and so therefore <laughs> I have to pick Cal. How dare like, you? Hasn't Arizona Deli State have. just shown historically, like, we suck. It's been I a guess. few I mean, years, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, they've been bad it's, for it's a, a while, bit of a yeah. Team. Right. Yeah. So yeah, Cal. Just because I'll tell you this. Because. Not a bad I mean, not a bad choice. But 
I'm going to go with who I think is the hungrier team. I think even though ASU has no bowl game to play for because they literally cannot go to a bowl game, they're not allowed to. Right. um, I think that just the amount of energy and the frantic energy Kenny Dillingham has and just I think he will do everything to try to get some points on the board. And I really want to root for Scadaboo because his name's fun to say, and he's a fun player to watch. I'm going with the fighting Scadaboos. I'm going with ASU. Huh. Um, these are bad teams, though. Hithoday, do you have do you have an inkling one way or the other? Um, well, I, I'm going to go with Cal because I, I think Arizona State's quarterback situation is just a nightmare um, right now. Yeah. Uh, what, Drew Pine? You don't have oh much boy. Drew Pine faith? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I well the end. I don't want to talk <laughs> yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, good, good call. Okay, Stanford versus number nine Oregon Saturday three thirty p.m. Pac twelve Network. I'm not even afraid of the fucking Stanford jinx. We are going to absolutely destroy them. I just want to beat them by more than USC beat them, which may actually be hard because at a certain point you're just being mean. That probably means we need to score on defense. Um, but because uh, yeah, I I want to really 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 beat the crap out of them, and I think we will. And I think uh, we'll continue our reign of being one of, if not the best scoring offense in all college football. Uh, so I'm going with Oregon, obviously, uh, and cover whatever it is. Aaron, who do you got? I think we're going to score 56 points on them. 56 points. How much do you think they're going to score? If you want to be specific about I it. don't know that they will maybe they'll get a field goal or two they might get some kind of a, a weird thing kicker. on the defense where they pick up a fumble that was like gonna be a touchdown you know what I mean but maybe we got like a little silly and did the celebrate on the three yard line and they went oh so slap. what you we did to Utah those years ago you think there's gonna be a 99 yard there's gonna be something weird maybe but I okay. don't I just see it being 56 to like zero That'd be nice. I would like that. Uh, that was basically the halftime score against USC. So, yeah. I, yeah, I just want to be. I just want to be that team that it's like we can't not get you know above forty points per game. I would. I would like that too. Except yeah. Texas Tech, we only got like thirty eight or something. But yeah, that doesn't uh, count. That averages out. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Hith, who you got? Stanford, Oregon. Uh, I I'm gonna take Oregon. You know the the only interesting thing is like the side action. Um, you know does Oregon oh. get, a, get the shutout? Does Oregon cover the spread? You know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, gosh, I I'm seeing twenty seven and a half as the spread, which feels low. Uh, or unless Vegas, you know, is trying to pull a prank or something. But like, yeah, Oregon by four scores definitely feels right to me. Um, yeah. And I, I also think this is probably Oregon's best shot at a at a shutout all year. I think they'll probably play for it. So, like, g- g- give me that side act. That'll be, you know, when you ask me at the end of the podcast for weird predictions, that'll be it, Oregon in the shutout. Um, Ooh. Uh, uh, the the weird thing to predict about this game, which, like, I, 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 which, like, I will devote some energy to when I have to write my article on Friday because i got to devote some energy to something, is, like, they're doing two quarterbacks this year, Daniels and uh, Lamson. Um, I, I don't think entirely by choice because Daniels keeps getting hurt. Um, hmm. 
and uh, but I can't I can't quite figure out what their system is. You know, like w- w- why they're doing their rotations, like separating out when it's due to injury and when it's planned, and like mm-hmm. and what if anything uh, one quarterback has over the other. Like if they have like different strengths or weaknesses, and like. Oh, I guess that means that Oregon coaches like have some work cut out for them in like figuring out strengths and weaknesses. I wish they <laughs> didn't have to do that work, so they would just spend like two weeks planning for Washington. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, maybe they are. <laughs> no. In which case, that would endanger the shutout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get on to this next one: Arizona Ooh. versus Washington. Now we we love the idea of the desert. You know, the desert magic, the desert curse, the curse of the desert when you go down to Tucson, especially when you're a Pacific Northwest team, specifically, bad things happen no matter how high ranked you are and no matter how lowly they are. Washington's pretty freaking good, though. Uh, Arizona, I believe, will be out, Jaden Delora. I know he got hurt. I'm not quite sure how severely. Um, but their backup did lead the game-winning drive, so that's something. Um, Aaron, how much faith you got in the Huskies? Who are you going with? Oh, I'm obviously going with Washington. I think it's You're obvious. Washington. Arizona, yeah, probably not good. They're not great. I mean, they beat Stanford by like one point. But that kind of actually means you're bad. Yes, <laughs> right. That's like, exactly what that means. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so in this game, I would love to say Arizona. I would love it, but also I would kind of hate it if Arizona were to beat Washington, because Arizona beating Washington still doesn't actually mean it doesn't increase our odds of beating them. It just makes it. Less impressive if we were to beat them. So right. we want Washington to win, and they probably will win. It would be nice to see, though, uh, if Arizona is also scoring a bunch of points with the backup QB, um, just to you know solidify, okay, Washington has some serious problems. Um, but uh, Hith, are you going with the Wildcats? Should I pencil, pencil you in here? I uh, definitely not to win. I, I might take him to cover. I'll, like it's a, mm. like it's a, it's a big sp- spread. It's like eighteen and a half points for Washington to be playing Ooh. in the desert, which like they never do well. Like if there's any team that's more of a desert curse team than Oregon, it is a hundred percent Washington. Like they, yes. Are, yeah. They are even more desert cursed. So like th- they like somehow like Washington escaping this 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 the you know tucson with like a touchdown win like sounds about right to me and you're just like what <laughs> happened but they, they were clearly the better team but somehow they only won by seven like the, the were all is what we are all saying that the next day like it feels about right the the thing about like arizona's performance against stanford was that like they performed for per, like their defense against stanford's offense uh, uh this was the game that i watched on the plane on the way back uh mm-hmm. was uh you know performed as i expected um, the, the, well, I mean, after I watched the first half, you know, of Oregon, Colorado, but like knocked that one out pretty quick. Um, the, uh, the, you know, given that Stanford's sort of like bumbling down the field in Arizona's defense is not very good. Um, because of course it's not that, you know, fish couldn't 
do enough to change his role. I mean, he tried really hard. Like, he cleared out the yeah. entire defensive front. I mean, like, I'm not joking. He had, like, one returner from his defensive front <laughs> last year. Cause, and deliberately. Like, he just booted him off the team. Like, got a bunch of new players. But, like, they're new players who, like, never played any football before. And, like, oh, guess what? They're not much better. Uh, like, A for effort. Like, F for execution. Um, anyway, the... Uh, <laughs> uh, so, like, even a bumbly fuck team like Stanford was moving the ball against them. But, like, 20 points on like I think a touchdown a bunch of field goals was about right um so uh uh anyway the thing was that was that like uh, you know, st- you remember at the top of the podcast we were talking about like game control. Like Arizona's game control in this game for a win was terrible. Stanford was leading from like mm. the second quarter for most of the game. Arizona had to have a late touchdown in order to to pull ahead in this game. They had so many empty possessions. I think they had. Let's see, what does the computer say? I think they had like nine meaningful possessions in which they had like that, w- which were like empty possessions on six of them. You know, it was like punt, punt, turnover on downs, punt, 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 like. Hmm. Like, which has been a lot of their season yeah it was just Honestly, like they yeah. you know delora is not able like last year he was connecting on a lot of those routes over the and like he lost one of his the, here's the thing he lost one of his receivers dorian singer went to usc the trader um but it's <laughs> like the 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 the, 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 the it didn't it, and so everyone was like well without dorian singer the passing offense just isn't working that's not it it's he's not connecting on those over the middle routes it's like something's wrong with Jaden delora something else and and uh <laughs> and and it's like i like that that or just like defenses now have a year of film on what the jed fish jaden delora to um to 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 Tedaroic mcmillan and jacob cowing and um and uh mclaughlin the, the the tight end like they have a year's worth of film on what that route is because it was a one route offense like mm. it's three receivers, but it's one route, um, and it's the only thing that they did. Oh, and the running backs were not bad, but you know you always have to be able to stop the run. Um, but like that's what that was the spark was that that one route, and I, I sort of think that's what's going on now is that the teams now know what's coming out of Arizona, and they are starting to be able to stop it, and they are like causing Arizona to have a bunch of empty possessions. And like if that's something that continues, and even Stanford is able to pull off, like. Arizona might be done. That might be wow. like like like, like have a struggle to like win games done. Um so like even a team like Washington, which I just got through saying is like their defense might have some problems, like their defense might not have many problems with Arizona is the reason why like desert magic was what I let off talking about this game and not oh Arizona's gonna shred that lousy Washington defense. Um, right. Yeah. Funny, funny. Um, and here we go. The results. So this is from last week here. Ooh. I was trailing Hithliday. Uh Hith's got thirty. Going I got twenty five last week. That's it's Correct. going into last week. Aaron got twenty three points. Now with the results that is right. Hith you got three of those picks right last week. I got four. Aaron also got three Ugh. now, so uh, I, I'm I'm picking up. Mm. I mean, uh, mm. no one's too far mm. off, but there's it's because less you're picks. Utah instead of UCLA pick, right? That's where we disagree. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, every single pick means so much more now because there's only going to be you know max six games. 
five, four games, really. Jeez. Um, yeah. So we didn't really disagree very often on this this week, though. No, no. Which well, it's becoming more chaos. obvious. I feel. Yeah, like. a lot of these games were pretty straight. A lot of big spreads this week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as far as the specific, super, super specific predictions, we already know Hith has got the big old goose, the big old duck egg Love laid it. by Stanford. Well, I guess if it's laid by that, the, well, the goose egg, the zero points allowed. My super specific prediction, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? You know what? Guess what? Bo Nix has a 50-yard touchdown run. We're going to unleash it on Stanford. Why not? You know, it'll be more like anti-predict that. Yeah. I think it'll be more like he'll, you know, it'll be one of those situations where he's like, oh, well, I should run. It's open. I guess he had something like this last year where he's like, "Eh, I guess I should run in the touchdown because it's it's almost lazy not to, you know, like I could kneel now, but eh, I'll go for it. Uh, So that's what I'm going to say. 50 yards specifically. If it's any more or less, I'm going to count it as wrong for me. I'm okay, well, it's it's funny, Chimeo, because you and I are kind of on the same page right now, which okay. makes me believe we are tapping into something. My prediction mm-hmm. is Ty Thompson will run Ooh. for 30 yards and score 14. He'll pass for 14 points. For 14. Two, touchdowns. two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. Okay. Ty Thompson's going to yeah. get some How about touchdowns, two touchdowns and, and he's going to run. That okay. is a very intriguing prediction, Aaron. Yeah, I like it. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I I'm, like that a lot. So I think that means two touchdowns and a two-point conversion because you said throw for fourteen points. Well, I meant I meant he was going <laughs> to he was going <laughs> to get us two touchdowns. It's, you know, two touchdowns. Ty, okay. Ty, two touchdowns. Ty, Ty Thompson is responsible for two touchdowns, and he uses his legs a lot. That's a great prediction. He, I really like that. Yeah, That's a good prediction. Not gonna happen, but okay. All I right, mean, y'all. he's also probably gonna start the third. Let's be honest. Yeah, the way it, things it, are going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I really think there's gonna be some tie time. You would hope so. I love watching uh, him out there. It's great to see him continue to flex because I mean, Bo Nix is a threat, and people want to hurt threats, and that freaks me out. I get it. I get it. Listeners, Knock on wood. we'll see y'all next week. Once again, please go over to Addicted to Quack, read Hithliday's duct tape articles, watch them, read them, smell them, eat them. They are wonderful. And then uh, over to the Quack 12 Patreon is where you can give us five measly dollars and help us out. Keep your eyes on this feed because we got a, a very fun conversation with a Stanford know-it-all as if there's any other kind. Um, quack, quack. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.